Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another episode of Merkaba Chakras podcast. Today, we get the privilege to talk to Fifth Dimensional Shop with Zara Thustra. Now, Zara Thrustra is the founder of Fifth Dimensional Quantum Healing and Awareness. He is a spiritual teacher and master healer who lives his life in the truth of now and has dedicated his life to elevating human consciousness. He travels the world offering teachings on how to connect with your higher self, which is the consciousness of source itself inside everyone, and how to facilitate your own 5D healing through his psychic surgery workshops and consciousness workshops. So with that, let's welcome Zara Thestra. Zara, welcome to Macabre Chakras. Well, thank you for having me, Ron. I appreciate it. Yeah, I um, got a little bit to talk to you about, and I have been following spiritual work basically my whole life, um, and many different people's work as well, and I've been following some of yours as well. And um, very few do I get to talk about these very high vibe topics about parallel realities. So this one is a treat for me and people who are very affected by personal Mandela effects. So, um, you know, as I always say, there are many ways that we can dive deeper into the fifth dimension, parallel reality earth, and there's nobody better to talk to than another multi-dimensional version of myself So um, and yourself. So with that, let's first go and rewind to how it all began for you. Can you tell us your story for how you got into this work in the first place? Uh, well, I was always a spiritual seeker and I had a deep love of God. And... Uh, the, the main calling sort of started it in 1989, and it started to get intensified. And uh, I ended up going to in search of self-realization and God-realization to India in 1992. And um, I found my spiritual teacher, Punjaji, and I got exposed to Advaita Vedanta teachings uh, and then the journey began. Uh, there was a lot of ups and downs. And uh, uh, then, then coming back to the West, uh, you know, you're kind of 
it's kind of sort of an expansion and contraction of consciousness. You get to a point that you feel like you're not going forward anymore. And there was a point that I was like, okay, I don't want to, I'm done with this and I need to go back into the marketplace and, and make some money and make a living. And so I went into insurance industry and I was in insurance sales and management for 20 years. And, uh, but, you know, when you're hooked and, and the source wants you to come back on this path or lead you and become a spiritual teacher, somehow other things don't work out and everything leads you to this path because you can't escape your destiny. Anyway, sometimes in um, 2007, I went to Brazil and I spent six months at John of God's village. I don't know if you know about John of God, the infamous healer. And after I came back to the U.S., a year after that, I believe, the, I mean, these entities, these beings started to come through. And, and um, I was never into channeling. I was never into uh, prophesizing or uh, the entities or being connected or saying I'm connected to the angels or things like that. It was never my thing. I was very much hands-on, practical, uh, even in my spirituality. I lived in Sedona for nine years, Sedona, Arizona. I don't know if you know about it. It's a spiritual mecca. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all of my friends were healers and psychics and channelers. And, and even though I had very strong spiritual experiences, I stayed away from that. It, it wasn't my thing. But now, all of a sudden, I'm having these beings, these entities, uh, guides, literally taking over. And, and Let me ask I mean, you something. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let me ask you something that, uh, about that um, before you get too far into um, the story. So what is it, what is it like having kind of like the knocking at the door? <laughs> Uh, hello, we're here. Hello, we want to talk to you. What is that like? Because I, I, I get this. I get this because I myself am not so much into channeling the material or this and that. Um, the truth is either going to be integrated or it's not, not going to, that's how it's going to come out. So um, I own what comes out of myself. But, but on the flip side, for people who are, you know, a medium for material and for a message um, from other beings, another version of themselves. Um, what is that? What is that like? So you eventually answered the knocking. Well, I didn't have a choice. So uh, for about a period of three or four months, I keep hearing uh, healing, healing. I, I keep hearing heal, healing, healing, but the whisper. I'm hearing this whisper, healing, healing, and I'm ignoring it. Uh, but the healing energy comes, and uh, I, I'm in a party, I'm in a gathering, and then I just, and that wasn't very professional what I was doing. It wasn't the right way of doing it, but that's what it was happening in a moment. I would run into somebody that I never met, 
and I knew a lot about them, and uh, I would just start channeling to them things about them. Sometimes they liked it, sometimes they freaked out. Uh, sometimes I would just put my hand on their back, and all of a sudden, healing energy would happen to them, whether they permitted me to do it or not. Again, it wasn't very professional. And uh, this healing energy was very powerfully coming through. And it wanted to get transferred to other people. And it wasn't joking around. So that was one part happening. The other part was like I keep hearing this voice. So finally, after a few months, I said, okay, healing. So what? What do you want me to do? And then I hear that they're saying, go make a business card. Go make a business card, make a business card. I, I keep hearing this and it's bugging me. You know, I get to a point that I'm annoyed and I go, okay, all right, I'll go make a business card. What do you want me to write? And then they say, write healing. And then two days after, quantum healing. Then fifth dimensional quantum healing. And I'm like, what the hell is fifth dimensional quantum healing? I can't even spell fifth dimension. Uh, fifth dimen <laughs> dimensional. I need to learn how to, to spell it. Less alone, go make a business card, pass it around to people saying I'm a fifth dimensional quantum healer. What the hell is fifth dimensional quantum healer? They go, go then, then the next thing is they go, go on the internet and research it. I go on the internet and I type it in. There's nothing such as that. There is healing, there is quantum healing. There is fifth dimension, but there is no fifth dimensional quantum healing. I say it's not there. They say we know. We know it's not there because you're going to create it. So anyway, I start researching what is fifth dimension, what is quantum, what is quantum healing. And finally, I make a business card called fifth dimensional quantum healing uh, and healer, fifth dimensional quantum healer. And as this is happening, Every source of income I had is shutting down. What's that like? Because that could be a little bit of a scary process. Oh, it's very frightening. Very, very frightening. And in the meantime, as this is happening, I'm run into this, this woman in a, in a festival. And her and I connect. And, I mean, she... She's saying she knows me. Hi, how are you, Zaratustra? Give me a hug. And there's this beautiful, tall, led, red hair. And I'm not going to say I don't know you. A beautiful red hair wants to give me a hug. I say, yes, hi. You know, we hug. In a, we're in a festival. And, you know, we're holding for each other, embracing each other for, let's say, 30 seconds. Uh, after that, I say, oh, da, 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 what's your name? And all of this, she knew my name. And then we say goodbye. I run into her half an hour after, and, and she says, Zaratustra, can you put your hand on my shoulder near my spine? Uh, because something happened to me. And I put my hand there. I hold my hand for five minutes. And then she says, can I have your phone number? So we exchange phone numbers. Two days after, she sends me a message. She says, look, I don't know what you did to me, but I had major issues with my spine. And the pain is gone. Is there any way you're willing to meet me and give me, give me a healing session? This is all happening simultaneously as I have these entities talking to me and all my avenues of making an income are shutting down. 
So we met, we talked about, she offers me if I would want to do a group healing at her house, and she would introduce me to our community. So the door's opening up. Something's shutting down, something else is opening up. While this is happening, these beings, these entities that are identifying themselves as my fifth dimensional guides, they take over. And a weird phenomena happens which wasn't fun, it wasn't groovy. People say, when I explain it to you, some people say, oh, that was really cool. It, it was there was nothing cool about it. Uh, I am lying down on my bed in my loft in Venice Beach for three weeks, and I'm not awake and I'm not asleep. The only, I just knew information is being downloaded in me. For three weeks, I have no idea how I ate, how I went to the bathroom, how I washed myself, cleaned myself. I have no recollection of any kind of uh, physical activities or taking care of myself. Did you live by yourself or? I, I lived by myself. Okay. All I know is lying down on the bed and information is getting downloaded continuously for three weeks nonstop. And it was the most exhausting experience because you're not asleep and you're not awake. So it's, it's exhaustion beyond imagination. And after the three weeks that they left, my third eye was activated. What was that like? It was a horrible experience in the beginning because I started to hear everybody's thoughts. Oh, goodness. What's that like? Now, you know, but this is the stuff that people want to hear because there are people having these exact experiences, not right. in the sequence that you had, but maybe one moment right. or one of these sequences. So people thinking they're they're going mad or, you know, they're going and seeing yeah. a doctor. And, and so tell them what is that like? Because everybody thinks the spiritual experience is this wonderful thing where you hear all these wonderful melodies and et cetera, et cetera. And that's not always the case. Right. No, that's the romantic part of it. Uh, and, you know, eventually down the line, y you know, if you're on the right path, it leads you to, to bliss, but not necessarily when it, you're getting activated and going through it. It's not pleasant. It may be pleasant for some people. Everybody has their own experience, but this was not a pleasant experience. I thought I'm going to go crazy. I, uh, because imagine, you know, when you have mind bombardment and you get some bad news and your mind is going crazy or you don't know how to, you have no training of observing your thoughts and you're totally identified with your thoughts and you really believe your mind is who you are, your mind by itself is a handful and drives most people crazy. Now imagine you're hearing everybody else's thoughts on top of it. It's pure madness. That is just it's that no is just crazy. madness. That Yeah, I thought I'm going to go crazy. I wanted to just shoot myself. I was praying very strongly to Her Majesty to stop it and uh and that wasn't the only thing that happened. I I could just see the uh path lines of people, their past, and what's where they, their lineage, and where they're coming from, and I was getting a lot of information. So, uh, thank God, through the grace, 
I was able to shut that down, and uh, and I, I didn't want to be able to hear people's thoughts. So it, let it, me ask it, you something, um, Zarathustra. What were the common thoughts that you heard about people that they were well, thinking? It, it's it's chaotic. You're you're not you're not able to. I wasn't at the place to be able to focus on one person's thoughts and read their thoughts. It was. I, you need training for that. You need to be trained on it. Mm -hmm. And it was too chaotic for me to be able to do that. But what happened is after that, after everything calmed down and I was able to gain some sort of control, uh, or at least appears to have some kind of control, um, what happened is I realized that I was clairsentient and claircognizant from childhood. I didn't know these abilities. I had no idea I had them. My mother was a very powerful clairsentient, um, a psych, very strong psychic. I, I didn't know any of these things. I didn't know the words. I didn't know how you explain it. And what happened was I realized that this ability of if I'm hanging out with somebody and they're in my field, they're close to me, then I can pick up on the content of their thoughts or pick up on where they're at, where, what mood. It doesn't matter what they show to me. I could pick them up on their feelings and their sensations so, or read them uh, if I really tuned into it. So right. Eventually, you learn to kind of disconnect when you become a professional and you do this professionally and you get paid for it, then you learn to disconnect and only come into disabilities when you're in a professional setting and you're working. The rest of the time, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And I want to live an, like a normal person. Right. I have a question for you about that because um, there was a couple of different um, things that kind of popped into my mind. Uh, first of all, you said that you had these experiences um, when you were a kid and you've always had them, but now they're amplified in this, this spiritual awakening experience that you were having um, and in a mass download uh, for three weeks. So what was it like as a kid that was extrasensory? Well, you're very sensitive, but no one's training you and telling you anything because you're growing up in a mainstream family and, and uh, there's no support. And if you bring these kind of things up, they, they deny it or they shut you down or they tell you you're imagining things. Right, right. I um, I will say this for a lot of the parents right now because I get parents that reach out to me, um, you know, through my hypnosis practice um, and through my books that they have children with these extrasensory abilities they are getting stronger and they don't know how to, um, you know, be the best parent for these children. How can they um, help, you know, help them to adjust with these abilities? Cause they're not going to be suppressed or go away. Um, and so they've looked to their pastor, they've looked to their church, they're getting almost like people are scared of them and their children right. and so they look everywhere and they find people like you they find people like me going this is normal 
this is just an extra ability that you have that not everybody has. Like some people can jump taller than other people. It doesn't make them anything more than that, that they just have right. an extra ability. So what do you say to those parents who have children that had the same childhood almost than you had? What do you say to those parents to well, kind of help them out? It depends if they're conscious, if they're conscious parents, they know about awareness. It's a different story to approach uh, their kids, but basically not shutting them down and denying just because you don't understand something and it's out of your paradigm of your own personal reality. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So uh, being open and not right. shutting the kids down right away as if they're crazy or they're imagining, just, just having some sort of op openness to it. Right. That is, I mean, that is such a good thing to hear from, from one, from a child who grew up with disability and then they had this very intense experience later on. Good thing that you had it later on as an adult and not as a child. Um, but yeah. some children have it as a child and um, the parents don't know what to do besides medicate it away. Yes. It's very unfortunate. It is happening. Um, it is a part of life as our reality right now. So mm -hmm. we just have to hope that maybe some parents, they come to some sort of awakening or some kind of awareness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, these are leading edge children. So now your experience, now you're going into the work. So, so after three weeks, they left. And I go back to normal life. Uh, thank God, because my parents thought I was crazy. Something seriously happened to me. And, uh, uh, and obviously, if it continued, I probably would end up in some kind of mental institution because they didn't know uh, what happened to me. How come I disappeared or I'm not communicating? Uh, I, I don't know how we communicated in that time. I have no recollection of that three weeks of what happened. Zero. But they leave and life goes back to normal or semi, not really normal, but at least I come to be conscious again. And they come back three weeks after. Oh, boy. Right. And, <laughs> and they come back and the same thing happens. So I'm lying down on my bed in my loft in Venice Beach for another three weeks and the information starts to download again. And on the second round, my right hand turns into a high-frequency transmitter. So it gives me the ability to read if I put my hand on someone's body to get information and uh, was able to do psychic surgery. So, uh, which was huge. It was very big. Uh, of what happened and of course that was the birth of my healing career and uh, with the help of this lady uh, that she her and her partner they opened up their home to me and they introduced me to Los Angeles community so I started to hold some events at their home and things were getting bigger and I realized I need to have a more professional outfit so I started to rent a place and having events there and that was just it started it from there wow wow so you finally came into 
um, your mastery of this craft. Now, you know, I, I do hypnosis here in Seattle and I have clients who speak to the Overso through them about their journey. And often some of the people in their soul group are reincarnations of previous family members and friends. Can you elaborate on, um, on your perspective on reincarnation and your connection to Zoroaster himself? Uh, yeah, I, um, well, which part, I, I, maybe I begin to start with the, the reincarnation you, you mentioned about some of, some of these people that you have interviewed, they had previous lives with the same family members and they've coming back to it. So, um, the concept of reincarnation is very, very interesting. So, it all depends, reincarnation, uh, it depends from what level of consciousness you're encountering it. So, there is two, I can only put it in two levels, for example, for simplicity. One is the apparent life. The life that appears to be, the life that you're in it, and in this life you have a free will and you can choose and you do things. You make mistakes or you do something good and there is consequences to your actions. In the apparent life, what appears that you are an, an individual entity separated from everything else. So... If we want to look at it that way, then you're responsible for your actions because you are on your own and, and if you do something crazy or stupid, then you're going to have to pay for it. Right. So we don't, but, you don't get away with it. Yeah, it, but, but comes that, back to you. Yeah, but that is one perspective. The other one is the absolute reality that how can you be separated from the source? So that how can you have your own free will without, without the connection to the source? Because if you're going to have your own free will, that means you're separated from life. You're on your own, right? So right. It, it's like if you look at the wave, you see these waves appearing and there's a beginning of it and the wave really appears and it goes pretty high up and then the wave falls back to what? Falls back into the ocean, right? Right, right. Is the wave separated from the ocean? Right. Yeah, we're all, we're all fractals, we're all mountain broad sets. Right. Each other. So, so, so the question is, is the wave separated from the ocean? No, the wave is the ocean. And it's the ocean that turns to a wave. So the incarnation back. So where do I go after I die? Wouldn't I, don't I go back to the source where I came from? Right, right. Right. So what's the difference between me and my source? So it's like you have a, you have a cup, you have a glass, and you fill it. I put it in the ocean, I put my glass in the ocean, and I fill it up with ocean water. So let's say I just did that, right? Mm -hmm. So what is this water? Is this water different than the ocean? No, no, because 
it's the ocean water, right? Right. So if so, so it has all the qualities of the ocean, but it's it's a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's not separated from the ocean. It just for now it's separated. Right. And then when it evaporates or I pour it back, let's say the glass breaks, I die, the body's no longer, where does this water go? It goes back into the ocean. Right, right. So now, so now how are you going to separate that water in the ocean to give someone an individual karma that they're going to reincarnate. What part of this water is going to reincarnate mm-hmm. when it goes back and dissolves into the ocean? Are you going to find it again? Where is it going to be? Right, right. Do you understand? Yeah, we're all having individual experiences for its, our own intensive purposes, but at the very end of the day, it's all connected and it's all one. Exactly. It's it's just it's it's just source. It's just source. Source is having a multitude of experiences all at the same time, having Beautiful. this little piece and that little piece, being Vaughn, being Zarathustra, being et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of the day, it all goes back and it integrates itself as another experience of the whole. Just like uh- we have integrated experience, we have different experiences in our lives. And if we just look at our experiences in our life, they seem like individual experiences, but when you put it all together, it makes one person. Absolutely. 100%. Right. right. Now, let me ask you this. Are all the master or many master teachers incarnating at this time to help humanity um, with the shift further into the fifth dimension? I mean, are, we, are we getting lots of help? I mean, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't know if all the masters, I, I, I do know from what I've been told. I mean, it's not my direct experience. Uh, it's just the message that comes to me. Well, I guess I can call it a direct experience. But um, apparently, at the moment, there is about 155,000 uh, angels of light sur- sur- uh, hovering around the planet and they're keeping an eye on this planet. Mm-hmm. And what makes this planet, because there's going to be people who's going to be like, oh, humanity is so horrible and earth is so horrible and they have all these dire um, outlooks. What about earth and the inhabitants of earth makes it so special that this is happening? Right. Well, the incarnating as a human being is is into the divine administration is the highest level that you can enter to. So you have graduated from all these other levels, from the light beings, all these other beings. Humans are the only ones that you can, in order to go to the next level and dissolve into the oneness is you have to come as a human being. Can you explain that further for people to understand? Like why not, you know, be a Pleiadian or be a, um, a dolphin or, you know, whatever else. Cause some, a lot of people see humans as this low level animal and they have a very low perception of humans and humanity. So what, can you explain 
Because you just yeah. said something completely different than what some people believe in about right. themselves. Right. Well, the you have gone through all these other stages because you haven't been in third dimension. You haven't entered into the level of duality with five senses. This is the level of duality because everything has its own opposites. Nothing can exist here without its opposite. So you have to come to this place of duality and master it. And in order to master it means to rise above it, to go beyond the good and bad. So this is a school. This is a train. This is not a bad place. People thinking, okay, we want to destroy the system. Right. Number one, the system's never going to be destroyed. Because, right. Yeah. Because you can build the system and make it better, but you're never going to destroy it. It's like trying to destroy air. Well, the, let me, let me tell you something. I mean, your kids from kindergarten, they go where? What's the next level? Do they go to high school or college, or they go to? first grade mm -hmm. so so to first grade second grade how many grades you go to till right. sixth right or fifth or whatever so, uh, all the way through high school it's 12 and then beyond if they want yeah. to mm -hmm. okay so what why is that to prepare them so they can go to college and they gain maturity so they can handle and they have the ability, the capacity, mental capacity to study quantum physics or medicine or whatever. But you can't have them skip those grades and from, from kindergarten, you can't put them to college. Right, right. They have to go through that process of maturity, correct? Right, it's right. Like you're you're nine years old, and at n age nine, and we marry you, and then we say, okay, go have kids now. Your mm, your body, mature. your body's not ready. So you, because you haven't gone through puberty, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we can't skip that level, and the same thing here on this planet Earth. Yeah, there's a lot of shitty things, and and dark stuff happening on this planet but we have come here to experience that in the dimensions exactly and to, and to rise above it through the experiences that we have to go to this life now you may have to come a hundred times but you have to go to various stages. You have to be betrayed. You have to learn to betray. You have to be good. You have to be bad. You have to be a good person. You have to be an evilish person. You have to be a murderer. You have to get murdered. You have to go through all these different levels to understand duality. And then at the end, as your consciousness is rising, as awareness starts to come, then you rise above good and bad in this life. Right, right. In this life, to, to go beyond the judgment of good and bad. And you can't go above good and bad if you're involved with the world. You have to come to this understanding like where the Buddha arrived. He is in the world, but he's not of the world. Right. That's, and that's one, that's one of the things I really like about um, a lot of the material that you discuss is that you continue 
continue just like many other spiritual teachers to reinforce that you're not special and that you teach spiritual seekers how to heal themselves how to raise their own consciousness and connect to their higher selves that whatever you could do they could do and they could probably do better if they work on it as well as everybody else can um can you please explain your process for how people can have a clear connection to their higher self great beautiful that's a wonderful question i'm glad you asked me this to have a clear connection with the higher place, it's not a mental activity. So you cannot reach that through thinking, reading, and asking questions. It's in the absence of any kind of mental activity. That means you have to learn a system that allows you and gives you the tools to go from the mind beyond the mind into silence. So it's a migration from the head to the heart. It's from analytical thinking into a state of being. Means that no thinking, no thoughts, silence. Right. Because so when, when you're here, and let's say you're, you're here, you're sitting here, and you're not thinking. You're, you're inside, it's completely silent. But when you're silent, you're quiet, what happens is your vibration starts to rise because there's an invisible grid gets activated inside you just by being quiet, not being involved with your thoughts. And your vibration starts to rise to a higher frequency. And as your vibration starts to rise into a higher frequency, the migration from the head to the heart happens. So you're diving into the heart of awareness. As, you, as you're getting, getting into the heart of awareness, that's where Her Majesty resides. That's where the presence is. That's where the Spirit, God, lives in your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's so critical for everybody to realize all over the world is that the consciousness of the one overall being is in the heart of every single sentient being, in every man, in every woman, every child, everybody. And so we're all, again, like we said, er- like he said earlier, we're all a split of the whole, having in- individual experiences, and then it all gets integrated back into the whole. So um, knowing that is getting rid of the first block of getting that connection to your higher self. Now, yeah. let me ask you this. Um, how does, so it's, it, once people get in contact with the higher self, um, some of their spiritual six senses will start coming into play. Um, if they didn't already have it like yourself um, as a child and then just get amplified as they got older and had their a more intense spiritual experience, right. um, they will start having it as they start working on raising their energy field and frequencies. So um, how do they use their six senses of energy healing like yourself or empathy or whatever the case is to help themselves and to help others? Yeah, well, the, uh, the more you're, you become quiet, the more you discover inner peace within yourself. That means your mind has quieted down 
and you're not really engaged with your emotions. You're not identifying with your emotions. You simply dive into your natural state, which you are the observer. You're simply observing your thoughts. You're observing your emotions. You're observing the body, but you are not any of them. You have become, you have separated yourself from them. What happens is spiritual power may come, but that's a byproduct of your, your state of consciousness because you're not doing this to gain spiritual power. You're doing it to dissolve into the source. So means that you get out of the way and God starts to shine through you. So when God starts shining through you, then you're not there. Your body's here, but you can't say, oh, this is an individual prize and I won this trophy. Now, now God is here. No, God was always here. Mm -hmm. It's always been here because you wouldn't be alive if it wasn't here. Not your, the illusion of you as a separate entity starts to, to disappear. So now it's only God channeling through you or whatever you're doing, whether you're doing spiritual work or you just work in a bank. It doesn't matter. But now a new quality has taken place because you're operating from no mind. And when right. you're up, yeah, so the source is operating through you. So all its actions, its speech, and its thinking is pure and clear. And through that, light starts to transmit and transform whatever is in its field. You don't really need to be a healer and put your hands on anyone. Your presence, wherever you go, impacts your, the environment because you're an embodiment of light. Right. So I have, I have a couple of other questions about that as well. Um, you know, there are a lot of people in this field and, and it's becoming a very popular field to get into spirituality, to work on your inner wellness, to heal those um, wounds and issues that people have so they can be lighter and raise mm -hmm. their frequency to the natural essence, which they al already were before they started packing down these conditioning and these, these um, low, right. lower vibe issues that bring down people's frequency. So as they start working on themselves and leveling up um, and getting back to the natural frequency, the natural state and oneness with um, the creator and with consciousness, um, they're going to start seeing that reality is a little bit more malleable, a little bit, more fluid and it's changing around them. And so the um, holographic reality um, is not so solid. So let me, let me explain this. There is a lot of people, and I get this in my hypnosis practice, who have their own personal Mandela effects. And oftentimes it will throw them into a spiritual awakening and get them down this pathway to make sense of it. Or they're already in this path and they're getting more of this experience where um, the house next door to them is a completely different color than they remember. The, the neighbor next door to them all of a sudden has twin puppies that have, they've always had, but they remember only one. Right. And they're like, what happened to the last 10 years? Right. I was with this dog. Right. So I get these clients that fly across the country 
spend thousands of dollars just to talk to somebody who has, um, you know, some experience in this. Put some light into it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Can, can you can you tell us one of your personal shifts between realities um, and the changes in your realities? Right. Well, I mean, we're multidimensional beings, and there is parallel parallel realities simultaneously happening in in our lives. So, for example, uh, this is all depending on frequency and which frequency you're vibrating. And I'm going to give you some simple examples. For example, how often do you run into gang members in Seattle? However, how often are you involved in a gang shooting? Has it ever happened to you? Right. I No, no. no? It's okay. not my frequency. I don't... I don't yeah, uh... it's, not, it's not the reality you live in, but the gangs are living in the same city as you do, but you never cross paths with them. Because even though you're occupying the same sp space and you're in the same city and it's in year 2020, but somehow you never run into each other. They're doing their own thing. You're doing your own thing. They're not interested in you. You're not interested in them. You're not even in, in each other's field of awareness. Yeah, I've had that happen to myself where... Um, and I know other people who have had similar experiences where like I work in downtown Seattle where it's very, very busy. There's cars running around all over the place. There's people walking all over the place because I'm in a very busy um, district where there's lots of food vendors, et cetera. And I have had experiences where um, I'm so in the zone that I go downstairs and I'm walking through the busy district and I don't see any cars in any direction on the street driving by everything's parked. I don't see anybody walking in the street in all directions. I do see shopkeepers in their shops um, doing their work and maybe a couple of patrons, but for the most part, it's a ghost town. And I'm walking around for like an hour going, was I the first person that popped into this reality? Um, and I've had that with clients as well. Right, exactly. So what I'm referring to by using that example is that it all depends what freak, where, where you are, what channel you're in. So have you ever encountered any ghosts? In your uh, yeah, I, I have. Um... I have encountered ghosts. I, they what? show up in my pictures smiling. I have, my, I have pictures of my deceased dogs in my pictures sitting next to me. Or I'll have my cats that are alive, but then my two dogs that are deceased will be standing on each side. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, people come and say, oh, ghosts or whatever. Well, they have as much right to be here as much as you do you're occupying the same space as they do but you just don't run into each other because you're vibrating in this frequency they're vibrating in a separate different frequency so you never run into each other that's true that's true but but they're in the same space 
So what I want, what I'm really pointing out to is it, you mentioned about the Mandela effect and the people uh, having these experiences. What happens is as your consciousness changes, okay, as your awareness expands and you're going to this school of spirituality, this we call it, you're evolving, you're changing, you're becoming more sensitive. You go through various stages. Sometimes in this rise of vibration to a higher frequency, you cross path. Some other beings, some other entities. But you're just moving up. As you're moving up, these other, these other beings, realities, you're passing through them. So you have an encounter with them. Okay, so they're all here. When you do have an experience of, of encountering a trans-dimensional being, a, a highly evolved being appears to you or cross path with you, they're also occupying the same space. We just don't see them, we don't experience them, and we don't hear them because we're not operating in the same frequency. Now, this leads to people saying that this earth is not good or whatever, you don't change this earth. Leave the earth alone. Okay? Work on yourself to raise your vibrations to a higher frequency. Then you find yourself in a similar earth without these struggles that a lot of people are going through or the struggles you were going through. All of a sudden, those struggles are not there anymore. Right. It's it's still the same earth. It still follows the laws of gravity. So if mm -hmm. I pick up this pen and I drop it, it's going to fall down. But it's slightly a different reality. It's, it's a more happy life you're living in. It's, things are a lot smoother. The quality of people you meet, you meet high, 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 uh, high vibe. High, I call them high, high vibe. <laughs> yeah. And you don't run into the gang members. Yes. They're, they're all in the same space. They're all occupying the same space. They're just not in your reality anymore. So you've changed yourself. You don't need to change the physical world. Just work on yourself. Yes. It's, I. Yeah, it's an inside job. It is an inside job, Zarathustra. That is so yeah. important. It is an inside job. What most spiritual seekers are making the mistake is they're too focused on what's wrong with the earth so their attention is on the wrong stuff the bad stuff that's what they're protesting against and they're working on so they're getting Rather, more bad exactly that becomes your reality because you're focused on it versus doing an inner journey versus bringing your attention and working on yourself to discover inner stillness, to become quiet, to dive into your heart, and to dive into the love which is within yourself, then you start to see that, oh my God, the soulmate that I was looking for is over here. I'm falling in love with God, which is here, and then you start falling in love with people, and people fall in love with you. And all of a sudden, your life is changed because you're focused on the love within 
and you're not angry trying to find love outside because it's not really outside. It's inside yourself. And what's outside is a reflection of what's going on inside you. So if you're focused on negative and you're angry and you want to protest and you want to change this and that, well, that becomes your reality, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And that and and that is also a learning lesson for like you said earlier everybody's got different classes and they they're, they're working on different lessons to graduate to the next level. But you know, if those come into if they're not looking for it and it comes into their reality then maybe that's a lesson for them to go through. But if Absolutely. it doesn't if it doesn't come into your reality, it's probably not a lesson for you to go through, so don't go and seek it. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, trust that what what you need will always come to you because this this life is governed by her majesty. It's the supreme being that governs this. So mm-hmm. we as human beings are a little bit ignorant because we think that, oh, I need to co-create with God and I need to fix things. Dude, where were you 100 years ago? Who was running the show? Right. Who is turning day to night? Who's turning the seasons from autumn to winter and spring and summer? Who's willing to this planet to turn around itself and turn around the planet's sun? Who's operating this? this? And who was operating it before you were born? And who's going to operate it after you die? So this is really not your business. Leave this to God. Trust that God takes care of everything. And just work on yourself. Discover right. inner love. Right. It's inside job. It's definitely inside job. And if you want to change the reflection in the mirror, you have to smile first. Exactly. You have to smile first. The yeah. reflection is not going to smile back at you. You do the smiling. It's so simple, and people forget that. Exactly. Now, let me ask you this. Um, what are your thoughts on the belief of and desire to manifest Armageddon by doomsdayers? The desire to manifest Armageddon. There is quite a bit of pe- especially in the right. West, they have right. the belief in Armageddon, doomsday, Right. You know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Right. And they all spend that, their whole yeah. life in it. What is your yeah, thought on exactly. those? Exactly. And the whole movie industry is supporting it and doing it. Look, if that comes from anyone who hasn't discovered God in their heart, God is the only thing there is, my dear. She's the boss. If she wills for Armageddon, then I welcome it 100%. Again, who created this world? Let's leave creation to the creator. Yeah. Someone has created this. Somebody has brought you to this life. Someone's going to take you out of this life, gave you breath, and is going to take your breath away, and the body's going to die. So, if Her Majesty, the Supreme Being, chooses for that event to happen, clearly there is another plan for us to go to a different place. Right, right. You know... So I I leave this alone 
Because this is coming from people who don't trust. They're not trusting life. They don't trust God. They don't feel God in their heart. I have God in me. I have no fear of anything. The day I was born was set, and the day I'm going to die is set. I've had five near-death experiences. Three of them, I should have been dead. It took a major miracle for me not to die. So, I trust the Maker who has brought me here and does healing work or spiritual transmission through me is the same one who's going to take care of the rest of it. So I stay out of that business completely. That's really, really great words of wisdom. You know, um, we are really birthing a new society with new humans and a new way to live with consciousness um, and to experience uh, this incarnation because it's not a slave planet. People are not horrible beings. Earth is not this horrible place or rock to live in. And if you see the opposite of it, humans are um, very gentle, very loving, very caring. Yes, we struggle. Yes, we're going to learn really hard, like children do learn really hard sometimes. And we have a beautiful planet to live in. If you look at the other planets uh, in, our, in our own solar system, you wouldn't even want to spend your time no, going no there. Way. No way. You don't even want to be there for a month. I mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We're going to spend all this time going to going to Mars, which is a fun pursuit, I'm sure. But I'm sure you wouldn't want to live in Mars and a, and a, a, a desert planet. You'd rather be in the tropics exactly. of Earth. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And we... Yeah, and so we are so blessed to have such a beautiful home to call our spaceship Earth, to have a beautiful variety of people to learn and grow and go through the fifth dimension as we dive deeper with Earth into. So we, you know, we are really, really lucky and um, all of that other perspective does not have that connection to source, because if you have that connection to source and higher self, like you say, that is what is in store for us now and will continue to grow. Now with that, what last message do you have for people um, as they're going through uh, this experience? Stay in your heart. Be quiet. Learn to be silent. The more you're quiet inside, the less you're involved with mental activities, the more you begin to feel the presence. Because she's here. She's always dancing around you, singing around you, playing around you. God is always here. It's just waiting to be discovered. And there is tremendous power in self-realization, God-realization, because we are, come from land of love and our mission on this planet is to be an embodiment of love that's our power now when you get involved with mental activities you fall into fear and then you lose your power because you become very small you're no longer a spiritual giant you become an itty bitty thing because you forget who you are you represent God on this planet and when you have God inside you, no army, I don't care what it is, how powerful it seems to be, 
how mean looking it is all beings come and bow at the presence of her majesty right right and so when, when you're in that place nothing can harm you nothing can ever touch you right because right. all these other things they they derive from the source so you become the embodiment of the source anything else dark is coming from the source so they have to bow at the presence of the enlightened being yeah that is, that is so good and i um i welcome more enlightened people to embody the source within it is a leading edge experience it really really is um and when you do these things like do the inside job you know work on your inner wellness increase your frequency and all these different things um every day is wondrous and um you not only change yourself but you actually affect the matrix yeah so. absolutely that's your biggest contribution to the world is to discover inner peace inner peace you know people are activists and they want peace in the world but they're coming from anger so how can you expect peace if you haven't discovered it within yourself right so you have to start with yourself right exactly exactly the inner peace reflects outwards you know uh zara vestra we barely scratched the surface of this i would love to have you again on so we can carry on this conversation um and we but we presented plenty of solid concepts for people to kind of gnaw on um for now and if anyone is interested in more on his workshops on consciousness and integrating the higher self into your leading edge experience of the matrix you can go to his website which is zara thestra.tv and get all the information there um plenty for the new spiritual seeker and even for the advanced student who is really going down and um the rapid hole and changing reality and making it more fluid for themselves so um as you get mastery of your own reality he has plenty for those students as well so you're not going to get bored and <laughs> and there is a lot of free content meditations videos um uh, as well as I'm having an uh, upcoming event it's a free online global self awakening retreat that I'm offering to my brothers sisters from all over the world that's starting on October 10th to the 18th and it's 2 hours a day for 9 days wow absolutely free all they have to do all you have to do is come on my website zaratustra.tv and uh go to event calendar and then register there and we'll send you a link so it's going to be for 9 days uh october 10th to 18th yeah that is really really good content you guys so really go there um thank you so much for a fantastic interview i love the conversation so juicy um it's completely down my aisle <laughs> Um and for everyone else thank you so much for listening to another enlightening conversation until next time blessings
Blessings to you. Thank you very much for having me, Vaughn. You're welcome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.